0: Hi, I'm Gertrude Keesley, and this is Kingdom Consciousness. Jesus said, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come, Matthew 24, 14. Before Jesus returns to set up his kingdom in its final form, the gospel of the kingdom must be extended throughout the nations of the world. In order to preach the gospel of the kingdom, we as kingdom citizens must understand the kingdom of God. Before we can become custodian to the keys of the kingdom, we must first experience kingdom living. In the past, much emphasis has been placed on the life and ministry of the king of the kingdom. Jesus Christ, and rightly so. But not enough emphasis has been given to the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus told the religious leaders of his time, ye shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for ye neither go in yourselves, neither suffer them that are entering to go in Matthew twenty three thirteen. It was this gospel of the kingdom that was the central purpose of Christ's life. He began his earthly ministry by declaring the arrival of the kingdom. That's You can find that in Matthew 4.17. He ended his earthly ministry by speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom, Acts 1 and 3. In between the beginning and ending of his earthly ministry, the emphasis was on the kingdom. Luke 4.43 says, and he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for therefore I am sent. The kingdom of God was the greatest concern of Jesus. His teachings and parables focused on the kingdom. His miracles were a demonstration of the kingdom of God in action. The phrases kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven are used over a hundred times in the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We will explore the distinctions between these two. We are told to seek first the kingdom to pray for it and to preach it. We are told how to enter the kingdom and taught that residency in it requires a new lifestyle. God is equipping his citizens to become kingdom minded so that we can understand the business of the kingdom. We are sons and daughters of the king. Everything about us is royalty, but we must first adopt the mind of Christ in order to understand what that actually means. We cannot have a poverty mindset and expect to grasp the reality of how much God desires for us to prosper. But there is a greater purpose than just understanding kingdom principles. Citizens must go beyond mere knowledge of the kingdom to actually experience it and make it the central purpose of our living. So I invite you to come and go with me as we explore this most exciting, interesting and eye-opening subject. Good afternoon, and God bless you. Today, we're going to be talking about kingdom awareness coming from a scripture in Luke, the 14th chapter, the 25th through the 33rd verse. You may read it at your leisure. But this gospel reading is all about the kingdom awareness or kingdom consciousness. Jesus is telling would-be disciples that they should be aware of what the kingdom of God is is all about before they decide to follow him and become one of his disciples. He lets them know the requirement of becoming a disciple. Some passages in scripture offer great comfort for the disturbed and challenged, and other passages disturb and challenge the comfortable. This passage from Luke's gospel falls into the latter category. Rather than offering comfort, it disturbs and challenges challenges the comfortable. Jesus wasn't ever outright against a large crowd of people following him because they did all the time. He did not want to share, he did of course want to share the love of God and the kingdom with as many people as possible. But at the same time, and on a regular basis, he turned to those who had gathered around him and challenged them on a deep level, as we see in this gospel. Jesus didn't ever just want people to blindly follow him without first also thinking things through. He never wanted robots. That's why he gave us choice. Jesus didn't just want rodents gathered around him He didn't want people following him who weren't also acutely aware of the demands and expectations of being one of his disciples. Jesus wanted those following him to be aware of what exactly it meant to be a disciple and what the kingdom of God was all about. He wanted his followers to have a sense of kingdom awareness. And kingdom awareness is the understanding that the way of jesus christ the will of god the kingdom of god demands that things are done differently it demands that anyone who wants to follow jesus christ must be willing to make significant changes in their lives and that's what he's telling them very often the changes that jesus brings are quite radical and transformational. And quite often they're also different from anything we might have expected. So in Luke, Jesus has a large crowd following him. And then he suddenly turns to them and says some things that are quite harsh, things that no doubt turned a few people away from him. He says, if anyone comes to me and doesn't hate father and mother wife and children brothers and sisters yes even their own life such a person cannot be my disciple wow and he says in verse 20 he says this in verse this verse pretty harsh words don't you think in verse 33 he says in the same way if you do not give up everything you have you cannot be my disciple again Kind of harsh word, hate your family, hate your life, give up everything you have, otherwise you can't be my disciple. And of course, he doesn't just stop at that. He talks about taking up a cross or killing things off about yourself that will hinder your ability to be a disciple. And he also talks about the need to be rather prudent and calculating and shrewd even in order to be one of his disciples. Well, maybe he was suggesting that many of the people in the crowd that were following him hadn't really thought things through enough for his liking. Therefore, maybe that's why he challenged them to be far more calculating and judicious and to consider certain things before deciding whether or not to follow him. He doesn't want anyone to begin following him and not be able to finish what they started. He wants all would-be disciples to consider the whole journey of discipleship and not just the first few steps. So he tells stories like these. For example, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you laid the foundation and aren't able to finish it, everybody who sees it will ridicule you, saying this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and consider whether he's able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he's not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. In other words, he's saying, think through, plan, discern, calculate, add up, subtract, consider all the necessary variables And be ready to give it your all before becoming my disciples and follow me. Be ready to be hated, even by those you love, for example, your family. And be ready to give away everything you have. He didn't say you'd have to give it away, but be ready. Have the right attitude. Be prepared to pull out all the stops. Be ready to sell out. There is no holding back when Jesus calls us to follow him. And there is no turning back when he calls us to follow him. It's a profound change of heart and takes total reprioritizing. Jesus isn't just looking for people who make quick emotional or decisions based on feelings. He wants some hard thinkers, tough calculators and judiciously shrewd discerners he wants people who wants to be prepared and ready having given it some thought excuse me however now listen people who are ready aren't always prepared there's a huge difference between people who are ready and people who are prepared prepared means taking the necessary steps and making the right decision So that you can actually complete the journey jesus wants committed and prepared people now this is not just some emotional or some flippant hallelujah moment that jesus is looking for in would be disciple it's a do i have what it takes kind of moment do i have what i need kind of moment am i truly ready to give everything away if necessary in order to be faithful that kind of moment it's a am i ready for people to ridicule me and perhaps even hate me because of christ am i ready to do away with certain things change certain things give up certain things and habits wants and desires am i ready to give everything over to god submit to him and do whatever and follow wherever it is that Jesus asked me to go. This is kingdom awareness. Discipleship costs and Jesus wants us us to make sure we are ready to make the changes and do the things that will be asked of us or required of us. Very often the changes that are asked of us or are required of us are not ones we've even thought of. Luke's gospel reminds us that there's very little room on the kingdom of God train for those who are only ever half-hearted. God is looking for some long distance runners with a sense of dedication and duty. It's committed, prudent, tough decision-making Sometimes even shrewd decision makers that Jesus wants on board his train. Now, I'm not saying that only some people are worthy or good enough to be disciples of Jesus. Not at all. We are all good and worthy enough in Christ's eyes. But what it does say is that we have to be ready and willing to change, make some tough choices and difficult decisions and then follow through on them we have to have a keen sense of kingdom awareness. The willingness to admit that even though we may not always fully understand what God is asking of us, we are willing to trust and have faith and do as he so leads us. We don't necessarily need street smarts or diplomas or degrees or even common sense in order to follow Christ, but we do need kingdom awareness. We need to be ready to do anything that God may ask of us, and we need to follow through on what we begin. And we need to do these things even when other people may completely disagree with us and perhaps even despise us and look down on us because of our convictions in Christ. Just as Jesus didn't suddenly turn away when things got a bit challenging for him, he doesn't want us to turn away and give up when things get tough for us. Jesus didn't get to Jerusalem and then say something silly like, "Hey, wait a minute, God, uh, my Father, it looks like they want to kill me, and this isn't what I signed up for. This isn't how I thought it would go. So I'm going to turn, I'm going to turn around um, now, and I'm going to go back to Nazareth or Bethlehem, and I'm going to go back to fishing or woodworking or something like that." He was all in. He was committed and ready and prepared and good to go right through the, to the bitter end. These are precisely the kind of people Jesus was looking for when he suddenly turned on this large crowd in the gospel we're talking about today and say some pretty harsh word to would-be followers. Christian discipleship can be difficult. Honing Kingdom awareness can be difficult sometimes too, but it can be beautiful and fulfilling and rich and life-giving, while at the same time being tough and brutal and challenging from time to time as well. We can't just turtle or hide our heads under the sand when things appear in our lives that demand our attention. Sometimes, The inbreaking of the kingdom of God brings great comfort in trying circumstances. And sometimes the inbreaking of the kingdom of God awakens us from an unfaithful place of complacency or luxury. Jesus wants us to plan all the while recognizing that there are most certainly, that there, yes, there's going to most certainly come a time when our plan must give way to God's plan and that we mustn't give up when we don't necessarily get our way and when God leads us somewhere that we might not really not want to go. Don't start something you are not also willing to finish. Think about what you are doing before you start doing it. One theologian said, we'll figure it out, is not a biblical model of living. But, you know, sometimes we do have to figure things out as we go. But having a we'll figure it out as a life slogan is not what Jesus is talking about in this gospel. We'll figure it out doesn't always cut it. Jesus has acted decisively. The battle is over. God wins. Evil loses. The devil is defeated. Nothing of this world can ever change this. But following Jesus, being a disciple, coming to term with these truths, sharing them with a sometimes hostile world and resistant culture is a grand invitation and a challenge. Becoming kingdom conscious is one we must take up. God has already won the wall, but the battle still wages on. And we are part of the army of God. We are disciples building the kingdom of God. Some passages offer great comfort, as we said earlier, for the disturbed and challenged. And other passages disturb and challenge the comfortable. Clearly, Jesus wanted to disturb and challenge any would-be disciples who thought that following Jesus would always be easy and smooth. We have to be ready for anything when it comes to following Jesus. Remember, in the same way those of you who do not give up, everything you have cannot be my disciples. Something we didn't see coming just might be asked of us for the sake of the kingdom of God. One writer translates Luke fourteen thirty three this way, capturing capturing much of what this passage is all about. He says, simply put, if you're not willing to take what is dearest to you, whether plans or people, and kiss it goodbye, you can't be my disciple. Kingdom awareness is all about never giving up or turning away. It's about being ready to do. Whatever it is that God asks of us, it's about making his will our will. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. God bless you. Think on these things and have a great week.